0: Just over the past year, we've more than doubled our investment in the supercomputing and the AI. We're able to run way more iterations, way more prototypes, and actually have a unique face for every single model that is, that is fully optimized. It's something that we've never done before. I don't think it's ever been done. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. If
1: you have been paying any attention to anything coming out of Callaway Golf lately, uh, new products beginning of the year you have surely heard of the maverick line of clubs three different drivers three different furrow woods three different hybrids three different sets of irons there seems to be a theme there and we've talked a lot about on this show specifically we've talked we had an episode on irons we had an episode on the woods family in general we had another episode specifically on the three drivers going head to head to head all of which have been great great podcasts super informative but you know, typically the driver gets a lot of the love; it gets all the love. And in this particular family of clubs, the Maverick family of clubs, I actually think the fairway woods are particularly special. And relative to their competition, and relative to fairway woods of the past, we have seen an unbelievable start to these clubs, starting at the tour, tour adoption, performance uh, from amateur or you know everyday golfers as well. And I felt that this. This The fairway woods in the Maverick family really warranted their own episode to go really deep into what makes it special. Because the storylines are a little bit different than what we've already talked a lot about with the driver. So on this episode of The Fitting Room, I figured who better to help me break down the fairway woods than our man, uh, Yodi Nev's Dave Neville, senior director of... All golf clubs, basically. <laughs> senior, you can, senior director of. Is that a promotion? Man, I'm not sure. Senior director and brand management of uh, golf clubs. Is that right? Equipment,
0: clubs. All equipment,
1: yeah. yes. Um, so, Dave, thank you for joining me. I know you're a, a fitting room regular. The people know your voice well.
0: This is what I'm excited about the the fairway wood. You know, you sometimes get those products that are just the 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 standout. I mean, we saw it in the hot list. We're seeing it on tour. We're seeing it in the marketplace. We're seeing it with the fitters. So this one definitely deserves its own fitting room podcast. Okay, so we're
1: going to get into that in a moment. Just a quick reminder: uh, the fitting room is a podcast, which you obviously are listening to. You know how to listen to podcasts. I don't need to tell you that, but. Did you know it can also be viewed as a video? We're in a beautiful studio here in Carlsbad, California, and we have props today. So, anytime Dave's on the show, you're always, you never come empty handed. Always come with props. That's why we love you. And so, uh, the Fitting Room podcast can also be viewed on YouTube um, and also on caligolf.com slash podcast. So, you can head over there. We will be referencing some of the props, some of the toys we have here. It's not essential. We'll describe it anyway, so no need to change anything if you're listening to the podcast version. So, at the top, Dave, I mentioned there are three Maverick uh, fairway woods. So, just very briefly, just get everyone up to on the same page. Break down the three different models.
0: Yeah, so we can talk about each of the three models. We'll, we'll start with the the standard model. So, this is going to be our longest uh, fairway wood. You know, it, it's kind of a mid-launch, mid-spin. It's got some draw bias to it. It's got the the flash face, which we can talk about in more detail. You've got the triaxil carbon crown. You've got jailbreak in it. It's just an absolute cannon, and that's going to fit a lot, a lot of golfers. And then we have the the Sub-Zero model, which we've had similar ones in the past. We've brought back the front-back weighting. So you have 14 grams and 2 grams, which you can put in the front or the back, depending on what you want to do with launch angle, spin rate. That is going to be a little bit more of a compact shape. It does have the flatter lie not as draw bias so more of a a neutral to a fade bias on the sub-zero model and the final one uh, which is one that i'm really excited about is the max model so this is a completely different shape for us it's a large footprint but it's not a very deep face, very shallow face, really low leading edge, going to make it easy to get under the ball. We have weighting in the back and in the heel for the for the max. So it's the first ever draw fairway wood that, that we've produced. And this is just going to be our easiest to hit model, and we've got a ton of different options available in the max. So those are your three models. Okay, so...
1: What was one of the motivations for doing this podcast was that the unbelievable reception that these clubs are getting, not only in kind of early preliminary testing, being really excited of um, taking, you know, truly AI designed faces, um, tour adoption. So break us down, like, what was it that. Or what is it that people are saying that is really exciting about these?
0: I I basically think it comes down to um, we have put driver type of performance, driver type of technology into the fairway wood. And that doesn't always happen. So what we have is we have unique faces for every fairway wood in the lineup and not just for each model, so the max is different from the standard, is different from the sub-zero, but the three wood is different from the five wood, different from the seven wood, different from the heaven wood, as we're, we're showing up here for those who are watching the, the video, because each of these fairway woods has a different job to play. So the guy who's playing a three plus and using it as their substitute T club needs a different type of fairway wood than someone who's playing a heaven wood. And it's more of like a scoring club where they're, they're hitting it into par fours or even par threes all the time. So every face is unique and different. We went to this really high strength, exotic material we're calling the super strength SS SS 20. It's a forged C 300 Mar aging steel. Um, so really high end face, the carbon crown weighs less than five grams. Jailbreak in there. I mean, there's just so much technology in these. And Fairway so,
1: Woods. Epic Flash Fairway Woods did also have an AI uh, or face that was driven from the learnings of AI. Yes. But every single face of every single model was not uh, uniquely, uh, I guess. Driven by the com- supercomputer.
0: Yeah. So when we go back to last year, we talked about the different iterations, the fifteen thousand iterations, and coming up with the the flash face. And basically, what we did is we focused on the driver because the supercomputer was tied up in making all of those faces over about six week period. So what we did with the fairy woods is applied what we learned to the fairy woods. So it was kind of a combination of engineering and the AI, but it wasn't a true fully optimized AI. Now, just over the past year. We've more than doubled our investment in the supercomputing and the AI, so we're allowed, we're able to run way more iterations, way more prototypes, and actually have a unique face for every single model that is that is fully optimized. It's something that we've never done before. I don't think it's ever been done. uh, I'm sure of it in the in the golf industry.
1: I know uh, when when Epic Flash was released i didn't tell anybody this but i liked calling the supercomputer george, so george <laughs> i would just say george came up with a good a really good design and then when i hit this for the first time i said man george outdid himself what i didn't know was that george was obsolete we have since basically like upgraded replaced and upgraded and you know uh doubled down on the investment in artificial intelligence so uh, it's a different computer, a different uh, that made these clubs versus Epic Flash. Even.
0: Yeah, just a massive upgrade over the past year. And what that's allowed us to do is apply AI and machine learning, not just to the driver, not just to the fairway woods, but the irons and the hybrids as well. And when you talked about all the different models that we have and all the faces of the different models, just a massive, massive uh, undertaking of, of scale we've never attempted before. At and Callaway.
1: this is also uh, an example of where the lessons from fitting and the need Need for fitting and and the uh, the knowing that these clubs are should be fit is actually inspiring the design as well so that when it's put in to the computer to design the faces we're actually considering things like launch like spin um like is this club designed to hit a number versus is this club designed to go as far as it needs to and knowing that the, that's the conversation that fitters are going to have is part of the calculations that, that go into the the design of these clubs.
0: I think that's part of why the, these fairway woods are, are so good because people would joke that, oh, we don't need any engi- engineers anymore once you have the, the AI. It doesn't work that way. So we're using a ton of different knowledge, especially fitting knowledge, to, to place the parameters on the supercomputer to allow it to come up with these designs. So the design of what we're trying to do with Max is completely different from what we're trying to do with Sub-Zero. And so you have this fitting story of fairway woods that are going to work just across the board for so many different players. Okay, so breaking
1: down the three families, the standard, the max, and the sub-zero, um, the standard is going to be the most, I'd say, mid-sized. The max is going to be the largest, coming in at 200cc. The sub-zero is the smallest at 169 cc's, and the standard's at 174. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good mix there, depending on the footprint that the player wants. We've got, got you covered there from a loft standpoint. We go from a three plus to a seven wood in the standard, a three plus to a five wood in the sub zero, and extremely exciting, a three plus to an 11 wood in the max.
0: I know you love the 11 wood.
1: I love the 11 I have it here, right here on my desk, here in front of me. It is about. Um,
0: it's a beautiful piece.
1: It's about a seven iron length. No, it's not. It's longer than that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's probably about like a three iron length. Um, but this 11 wood is really, I mean, the max family is going to be for people that need to launch it high. You know, are, are you struggling? Cause you hit, hit it low. You can't get the ball in the air. You need more carry. Um, that's where these high lofted fairwoods, they're designed not only in their lofts, but also in the way that the face is constructed and the weighting is distributed.
0: One of the things we, we learned on the, on the Max and, and from putting the inputs into the, the supercomputer is about the leading edge and the camber and the roundness of the leading edge. So this has a shallow face, but it has a really low leading edge because a lot of our consumer testing, People struggle, and we know this, with three woods hitting them off the deck. People struggle with five woods. They struggle with four woods hitting it off of the deck. So what we're able to do there is get a leading edge that really sits low to the ground and below the ball to make it very, very easy to launch, and that's kind of a special feature of the max the standard has that a little bit but it's really a feature of the max the other thing that's interesting is previously with the rogue family the standard model was the one that went all the way up to the 11 now that is in the max because it's got a little bit more draw bias in the 9 and 11 the weight is in the heel in the heavenwood 7 you've got the dual the dual weighting three and three plus so there's a lot of fitting opportunities with uh with all three but particularly with the max fairway wood so fitting room regulars will know that we've said this
1: a lot on the show that the three-wood is typically the hardest, hardest club in the bag to fit. And the reason for that is because you need a, a, a well-fit three-wood does a lot of things for you. You can hit it off the tee. You can hit it to a number. You can hit it to par fives and two. You can hit it out of the rough. You can hit it out of the fairway. Um, and you want to be able to, a, a lot of times, like guys who – Hit a cut off the tee but need to hit a draw they're going to use their three wood to turn it over when they need to have a hole where they need to turn over so you got to be able to hit it both ways you got to hit it high you got to hit it low you got to hit it off tight lines you got to hit it out of rough like like it needs to do everything and that's why we see on tour it's the hardest club to get into some players bags you know Henrik Stenson's famous for playing the, Absolutely. Di- the Diablo for about 15 years, too long, you know. <laughs> um, but I believe he did. He finally he switched to the switch. Epic Flash right.
0: fir- first round. Hit it off the tee uh, on a par five. Hit it for the second shot and made eagle. So that that helps cement that the uh, help. the Epic Flash in the bag.
1: So so I guess that being said, laying the groundwork that the fairway wood, especially amongst tour players, is the hardest club. To get one that's working out of their bag to find a new one or even if they're committed to a new one, it might take even longer than the driver to find the exact right uh, you know shaft loft lie combination um, and head model of course that will be right so do you Dave do you have any insight into what we've been seeing early on from tour on has the same trend been dis- has has that been a trend here with Maverick or yep. has there been some
0: the adoption well, has been absolutely incredible. So talked to uh, Mike Soroka and gotten feedback from him, one of our tour reps, and Johnny Thompson. Shout out to those guys. Also on the European tour, the we've had the number one fairways out on the European tour for a number of weeks already. And what these guys are seeing is, basically so what Soroka said in his email is, three swings is all it takes. And they're in on the fairway wood. And that is just, Pretty it's much, as you of. said, unheard of for the Fairway Woods. Um, so he sent me a whole list of, of guys that have converted um, already out there. Um, and interesting, he gave me a breakdown of what models he's seeing out there. So so the Maverick standard model, um, I would say it's about... Forty percent, based on these numbers, the Sub Zero model is more like is is probably fifty five percent, and then you've got um, a couple of the Max models out there um, as well. So really, really interesting because even the Max you expect that that virtually no tour players would would play right. it, but you've got a, a couple out there, and Sub Zero, which tends to appeal to them, is is doing really well. But a lot of uh, the standard Maverick in play also.
1: So what do you attribute, you know, like three swings and in is remarkable. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you have any insight into what is it that is making the club so easy for tour adoption?
0: Well, first of all, um, when they see the ball speeds, the ball speeds are are way up. And we've talked about this already, but we've got um, the kind of CT, COR targets the fairway the maverick fairway that we have in the driver and we've just never had that in callaway history so that you know we don't talk about exact numbers but that is really really impressive so they're seeing it on the ball speed and then these things are so easy to launch and and the other thing we've had just great feedback on is the the sound and feel just a huge upgrade in the sound and feel we heard that on driver right we're hearing that on on fairway as well so when you have all three of those those combos, the tour players, these are fixed hosel. They tend to like the fixed hosel. It tends to be easier for them to, to turn over. They like the CG positioning of it. Just making it really easy for the tour adoption.
1: Now, hosels is all about trade-offs. So mm-hmm. um, with an adjustable hosel, obviously, you have the ability to change lie. You can tinker with loft a little bit.
0: Change shafts from the shafts. From the yeah. Yep.
1: So the fixed hosel, um, you save all that weight that is in the adjustable hosel that you can then redistribute into the weighting of the club to either add forgiveness, add launch, um, optimize spin, etc. So there's no real right or wrong way on one's better than the other. It's just a preference. Um, and so it sounds like for, I guess for a guy like a tour player who really ha- can get any loft, any lie that they want, um, it, the, the fixed huddle doesn't really matter matter. Now, For a golfer who, let's say they were playing an Epic Flash fairway wood and was using the Optifu hosel to add loft or take loft away, how would you recommend they go about making sure they're in the right setup on Maverick?
0: Well, what we do is when we have a fixed hosel fairway wood, we tend to add models. So so we're able to cover more models where you use the, the hosel for a plus two, a minus one. We now have a model there for you. So we've got a three plus in both the, the Maverick Standard and the Sub-Zero. We've got a four wood in both of those that's going to be 16.5 loft. You've got the, the five wood, a seven wood, and a heaven wood in there, a nine wood, an 11 wood. So we, we, we offer more models than we do with Epic Flash and we're able to cover uh, more golfers. You know, So it, it is a trade-off. And with Epic Flash, we came out with a, a shorter, lighter, um, more adjustable hosel to try to help uh, with that. But anytime... You've got six, seven, eight grams, and you can redistribute it. That, that's absolutely huge for r So
1: just to quantify that a little bit, so, um, and, uh, well, I'll just come out and say it. There are 26 models of...
0: Did you count those up? Yeah, so there's... <laughs> you tw- did the math.
1: There's, uh, it took <laughs> yeah. me a while. Uh, there's 26 models of right-handed Maverick Fairwoods. Mm-hmm. Add in the left-handed ones, um which looking at this there's only uh about six that are right-handed only when they're really obscure skews so uh really i mean we're looking at close to we're looking at basically like 40 <laughs> 40 different fairway wood heads and um, that's just
0: the men's <laughs> no that w- includes women women's, women's uh, that, okay that, you that got the does, women's models it does too. include okay. women's yes so wow
1: so that's forty different. So like the idea of like, ooh, I can't find one that will work for me, because yeah. it doesn't have the OptiFit. That argument's gone. Yeah, with uh, there are options for every golfer, and I will tell you, it is much more difficult from a SKU management standpoint, from like a logistics to have that many SKUs, but it's really important to give golfers what will help golfers. Be their best, and that's what we're all about.
0: Yeah, and and with the five woods and the seven woods, most of our research has shown that people don't really mess with the OptiFit hosel. It's much more common to adjust it on the driver or to change out shafts. You just don't see it that much on the fairway wood, maybe on the three woods sometimes, but five and seven not as much. So it's a trade off that we've we've made in 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 the past, but we're we're excited about the performance of this. And like we said, we have a ton of different options.
1: Okay, so um, there's a couple clubs i want to call out just from a player type standpoint from a fitting standpoint one of the ones that's been getting a lot of excitement um early on even on tour is the maverick max three plus
0: yeah it's like an easter egg so yeah
1: so what's up that that one has been getting a lot of buzz down at the elite callaway performance center it's getting a lot of buzz from fitters early on. Break it down. Why is that specific three plus and the max been so special?
0: I think what's interesting about that is typically we were saying, oh, max, people think, okay, that's going to be the higher handicap a golfer, but that's not always the case. So with the three plus, what you have is it's strong lofted in that it's a 13.5, but it doesn't play like a 13.5 because the max is so easy to hit. I talked about the low leading edge, the really shallow face. And so you got something that. It's kind of like a, a, a rocket ship, but but it's very easy to hit. Stronger loft, but then you make it easy to hit. Very good T club. And if you want to hit that draw, you can take the weight and put the heavyweight, the 14-grammer, in the heel. So it's so got a lot of options there. For
1: the players that have always liked the two-wood, the Frankenwood. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that is it right like there. Like the three – what is it? The three-deep. Yeah. Clubs like that, if that's been like Luke Williams, your go-to – whether it's a fairway wood because you're really steep or as just a driver substitute off the tee, the Max 3 Plus is gonna be- That is be.
0: one to definitely try out, for um,
1: sure. Okay, then the other one that I wanna call out too is, um, we. I always get a lot of questions about what exactly is a Heavenwood? You know, the Heavenwood's been around for, uh, you know, a few decades now, actually, mm-hmm. but what break down exactly the construction of the the Heavenwood and who it's for.
0: So the Heavenwood is one you know if you look back at some of the models, it's one of the best selling models in Callaway history for a fairway wood. And what it does is it combines the loft of a seven wood, but the length is more like a four wood, right? So. It it is one that's going to be very easy to hit in the air because it has a lot of loft. It's got 20 degrees of loft. It does have the adjustable, the the two weights that are adjustable. You can put the weight in the back, make it even easier to launch, but it's a little bit longer. So you get more distance out of it. We've done a lot of testing where golfers who are, I would call moderate speed golfers, they hit the Heavenwood farther than their three wood.
1: Right. And we've talked about that with four-woods. Like, why would someone play a four-wood? Well, they need a little more spin, a little more launch, but want the length of a three-wood. That's really like uh, the heavenwood is almost like a four-wood, but even more extreme, an extreme four-wood, where it's that four-wood length, but with seven-wood loft. And from a head size standpoint, that one's at 184 cc's, which is actually the second biggest head in all of the forty different maverick models
0: it's definitely bigger than the seven wood for sure and it's bigger than the five wood so it's right. one that's designed to just right. be easy to hit uh, but it goes a long way because you you have the the length of a four wood there
1: right okay and then the last two I want to talk about which is uh, which is I guess um, I wouldn't say unique we've had them in rogue but the nine wood and the eleven wood. <laughs> um, Who's the player that needs that wants the nine wood and the eleven wood?
0: Well, what we've found with some senior golfers, some moderate speed golfers, their their attack angle is is not down. It's it's neutral to to up. They're kind of sweeping. The club, and they're people who need a little bit more loft and a little bit more spin. And they find with the bigger head of a nine wood, 11 wood, they're actually able to take an iron out of the bag or they they take a hybrid out of the bag and they use the nine and 11 as scoring clubs. You know, maybe they're 145 yards, 150 yards out, and they're using a nine wood. It goes high, it lands soft, it has a pretty steep descent angle. It's just, and very, very easy to get up. in the air so we've done well with the nine wood eleven wood it's funny like we'll put those out and we're like oh is anybody gonna buy them and then we're like back ordered right know, right away now i
1: know michelle we was she, using she, she was rocking it yeah at one point in her bag mm-hmm. as well so not necessarily just for uh you know the old high handicap guy or girl um it's i mean they're literally getting play on 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 tour um to me what makes these guys i'd say the how how would you know, like, would a 9, would an 11 would be good for me, would be, like, if you're a type of player who hits it straight but just doesn't hit it high, and you find yourself with short irons, mid irons, into greens that go low and don't stop because your greens are firm um, or you're just your angle of descent is too shallow, that's when it's good to look at something like this mm-hmm. where oftentimes you're going at greens from the fairway because you hit it straight, but you need it to go a little higher, land softer with a little more spin where you'll spin an 11 wood more than you'll spin a seven iron or, an, you know, like, uh, and especially a hybrid as well. So that's a good option there. Um, and one of the things that's on my list of to do's, um, coming out of the Maverick, uh, irons podcast we did with Steven, uh, Steven talked about the eight hybrid, which is another yeah, option, which is another option for people who need to hit it higher with a little more spin to land it softer. But We're going to do a little head-to-head test of the 11 Wood against the 8, the Ocho, the 8 Hybrid.
0: What's your early hypothesis there?
1: I think the 11 Wood goes farther, and I think it's because its length is a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, and it's a little bit stronger loft than the 8 Hybrid um, as well, so the 11 wood is a leader in the clubhouse however i think it's going to depend on who hits it yeah. because the 8 hybrid might have a little bit less spin so right. so a player like you might hit a knuckleball with the 8 hybrid that goes farther than the 11 wood it's going to be really interesting to see we will we I hope will i get see. invited to that test
1: yes you're you were definitely invited we will do that test we will report back um,
0: I got one other thing yeah, I, 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 I want to bring up, and it, it's regarding um, the lengths. And I know that you're aware of this, but we've gotten some questions out there. Mm. People looking at our published specs on the website, and they said, "Did you guys lengthen all of your all of your clubs?" And the short answer to that is no, but the gauge that we're using is different. So we, we switched gauges to match up with what the USGA uses for their their gauge so that we could be as consistent as possible with the with the USGA. So we're reporting our specs uh, about a quarter inch, an eighth to a quarter inch longer, depending on the club than where we were before, but we're manufacturing them at the same length, if that so makes sense.
1: It's an important call and I've actually seen this come up on the Callaway community mm-hmm. as well. Um, so it's definitely worth addressing and it it was answered there on the community, but, uh, the actual clubs you get, if you ordered a five wood last year versus a five wood this year, they will show up and they will be identical lengths. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it's measured is slightly different. Um, and really the simplest, the simplest way to describe it is that the current measurement includes the butt end of the grip as opposed to where the shaft ends. And there's about a quarter inch between the end of the shaft and the end of the grip. Um, so that's really what it's accounting for now that the end of the grip is included in that measurement. The actual club itself has not changed. The swing weights will not change. All of that stuff is consistent, but that is something good, good to bring up.
0: Yeah. Cause we've heard it come up a, a few times and we just wanted people to know that the, the length last year versus this year is the same. The published length is a little bit different, a little bit longer in, in, in general, depending on the club.
1: Um, okay. Excellent. Um, so for golfers who are intrigued enough to go test out these clubs, what advice do you have for them on approach going into their local fitter or golf shop? Um, should they have a, a, a different, a certain model or lofts in mind or trust the fitter? How, how mm-hmm. would you recommend going about that?
0: Uh, Step number one, I think you got to bring your gamer, you know, because these things uh, they are taking on any gamers um, Mm. out there. And I know we're going to be doing some fitting challenges, fitting contests out there um, at, at retail. In general, uh, uh, most golfers, a lot of golfers should start with the standard model and then work off of there. I know there's a lot of people excited about the Max, and the Max has been really popular with the with the fitters, but you might want to try the standard model, because that's still going to be our longest fairway wood, and see how well you hit it, what kind of spin rates, the ball speeds, and then you might try the equivalent uh, Max if you need a little bit more height or a little bit more forgiveness, or you want to hit that... You want to hit that draw and then for the better player they might want to start with the the standard as well because we do have a lot of tour players using the standard and then go to uh, the sub-zero to to dial things in do you have any early
1: take on you know the player who's pretty dialed with their swing they know their angle of attack or they know their path have we seen any trends yet on you know negative angle of attack versus sweeper i know you mentioned sweepers for the max
0: yeah yeah so so people who are struggling with fairy woods in general sweepers um, people who uh, are kind of lacking the the height, the max is going to be good for them in in most in most models. Um, people who are trying to control the trajectory, um, maybe they're they got high speed and they're down on the fairway woods a little bit. Um, the sub zero with the weight forward might right. be uh, a good setting to to look at. But we're always preaching to go in and get fit, come in with an open mind. We've got tons of demos um, and options for people to, to fit into i don't know if you want to cover the the shafts uh, briefly we yeah do let's, do well. let's do
1: that let's do that yeah go for it
0: yeah so our general philosophy on the shafts is we go 10 grams heavier than the driver shafts but the models are going to be the same so the the lightweight offering is the helium and we'll have that both in a 40 and a 50 but mainly in, in the 50 in the in the helium. And then we have the Riptide, the Project X Even Flow Riptide, uh, which has done really well for us. That's going to be our main shaft. That'll be in the 60 gram class. Um, you can get in the 50, but it's primarily for the 60 gram for the fairway wood. And then we have the Aldo Rogue White, the 130 MSI. Great feedback on that as well from better players. Very stout option. We have that in 60 grams, 70 gram and 80 grams. Primarily for the fairway wood, that would be in 70 and 80. And we have that in the all the way up to the X uh version, which 80X is a with that 130 MSI is a very stout offering. That's a Dave Neville club. No, that would be a Tyler. Producer Tyler Producer club. Tyler. He yes. can
1: swing that, not us as much. Um one thing I also think uh, I like about this particular set of clubs, uh, the Maverick family in general. There's three families. There's the Standard Maverick, Standard Sub-Zero, I mean, sorry, Maverick Sub-Zero, Maverick Max, and throughout the entire set of clubs, from the Drivers, the Fairwoods, the Hybrids, the Irons, they're pretty much aligned from a player-type standpoint. So, no reason you couldn't mix and match, Yeah. of course, if you get fit, but it's less confusion, I'd say, than maybe previous where the max is ultra strong lofted and the standard, yeah, yeah. and I guess mi- mixing and matching lofts and. Um, anyway, I think it makes, it's really clean. It's really good.
0: Thank you. That was a big priority for me to try to make it match up. Helps the sales people, it helps the fitters. I think it helps consumers as well to understand which is which. So on the driver, the the irons, the fairway woods, the standard model is gonna be the longest. The max is gonna be the easiest to hit. The pro or the sub-zero is typically gonna be for your better player. And all of that just lines up. I will say on the fairway woods though, the max, has been doing in terms of percentages, it's been a little bit higher percentage than the driver, which I oh. find find interesting. And the max so we already think is gonna
1: over-index because it's so good.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. and the driver, like we said, we think it's gonna over-index and then the fairway is uh, over-indexing towards the max a little bit as well on the early fittings. That's
1: great. Um, Dave, last question and then we're gonna wrap up here, but which Maverick fairways are in your bag?
0: Currently in my bag is the Maverick Standard 4-wood. Okay. thats I'm, I'm trying this experiment as a tweener because I had the 3-wood and the 5-wood in the yep. past with the Epic Flash, Yep, but I wanted to put in the Super Hybrid. Ah. So, so I went for the 4-wood in between, but the next test for me, besides being part of that 11-wood, 8-hybrid, which will be fascinating, is to try the, the Maverick Max 3-wood versus the Standard 4-wood. Which okay. could be interesting. Which one's easier to hit? The bigger shape. Uh, I've generally been a more compact uh, shape type of guy, but I'm I'm really excited to try the max and see how that works. What about you? What do you got? What do you got in the bag?
1: Well, I'm a I love fairway woods. Um, I know that. Yeah, I'm where? So I am a four wood, seven wood. Wow. And people say, why don't you go heaven wood? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I like. I actually don't want the long length. I want a shorter length, and I want a high loft. Um, so it's, you it's, don't want your
0: heavenwood wood and your forewood to go the, would, the same yeah, distance.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the four wood, I like a little extra loft to make sure with that club, I'm being able to hit it high. For me, it's about hitting a number. Um, I'm comfortable with my driver off the tee. So it's not, I would never hit it off the tee to hit it straighter, but I would hit it off the tee if I know I have to, I have, uh, you know, a Creek at 250 out and I need to stop it. Um, that's why I want to, you know, have, be able to hit that to a number. And then the seven wood, I mean, I've been playing a seven wood now for uh, I don't know eight, eight, ten years, and they go high, they go straight, they land soft. You love that club. Easy to hit. Um, they don't spin. T- they, they probably spin a little more than the textbook says a seven wood should spin, but it lands where I want it to, and that's really what matters with that for me. So um, yeah, like the whole Maverick family, super, super stable, super forgiving. Um, and super hot.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it got 20 or 20 stars on, on, the, on the hot list and that it's doing so well in the, in the fitting bay. So just encourage people to go out and, and try it and, and get fit. So a good place to start if
1: uh, some of the stuff we said today uh, didn't check out with you totally, a good place to start is at CallawayGolf.com if you go and find the Fairway Woods Selector Tool. It'll yep. ask you questions about your game, about how you're use it, typically using your Fairwoods, And it'll give you a good starting place on what to try, what to demo. Of course, you may go to the the fitting bay and find something totally different, which is okay, but um, it's definitely a good place to start there. Um, All right, Dave, any final words here?
0: Wow, we, we went deep. you know I, I didn't know if we would have all the ammo to go deep on Fairway Woods, but, but we did. So uh, I appreciate you, you having me on. It's one of those products that it's just uh, it's really exciting. It's a game changer, so go out and, and give it a shot. Um, excellent. Yes. These ones are definitely worth checking
1: out um, and hopefully you learned a little something today. Uh, give us a, a shout on the Cali community. give us some feedback if we covered what you wanted to know, if there was something we forgot, and you have a uh, follow-up question, um, CalWayGolf.com slash community. You can also get at me or Dave on uh, Twitter. Uh, Dave, your Twitter handle?
0: DenevCG.
1: And I'm NadelmanCG, N-A-Y-D-E-L-M-A-N-C-G, on both, actually, the community and on um, uh, on Twitter. So hit us up. Give us some feedback. Let us know. Um, what we missed and any other uh, questions we can answer for you the best questions uh, may appear on a future fitting room podcast
0: a mailbag episode
1: a mailbag exactly they'll all be answered on the community and of course as a reminder every monday night at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific the fitting room goes live on sirius xm pga tour radio we'll answer some of those questions there live on Sirius XM. Um, so tune in there and you can actually give us a call and ask your question live. If you don't have a keyboard at home, no problem. Uh, the phone, the old fashioned phone, you can hit us up uh, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, that's it for this episode of the Finney Room Podcast. Make sure you check out some of the other Callaway, uh, uh, some of the other podcasts on the Callaway Podcast Network, like The Ship Show, Girls in Golf Podcast, Putter Podcast. Uh, and finally, a thank you to our producers trevor miglarino and tyler sheehan we'll be back next week with more from the fitting room